The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Redboard Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me alongside of, as always, is the great, the talented, the wonderful, the, the best. I don't know, so many adjectives and adverbs and whatever you want to call her. Michelle Yu. Thanks, Billy. Michelle very exciting, really? very exciting times right now. We are, oh, we are so close to the greatest day in racing. The 2022 Breeders' Cup pre-entries were taken today. Um, the races are next Friday and Saturday, November 4th and 5th at Keeneland. And I'm just, I'm in Breeders' Cup like overload right now. Uh, yes, I can see that. Yeah, well, what you didn't hear is when I started the show, I said, um, welcome to the Breeders' Cup. You should say that. I think you should keep it in. I think you should welcome keep the Welcome to the Breeders' Cup. I feel like it's like, welcome to Jurassic Park. Oh, um, that gives me chills every time. So I good. It's so there. good. Um, we have a cool kind of uh, guest today. He's been on our mm -hmm. show before. His name is David Engordo. He is one of the leading, if not the leading, bloodstock agent in the world. And he is the gentleman that purchased Flightline on behalf of many owners. And Michelle, there was this crazy, uh, just uh, popped up one day, uh, this, this idea. Yesterday. Yesterday. Was it yesterday? And, and, mm -hmm. and we were like, you were like, we have to do something on this. Explain what it is, and then we're going to talk to David and find out really what happened here. Okay, so Flightline. I assume is this the... is your first, first uh, thing of note. It's actually not. Okay. We'll make it well, one. I think some note are very like, kind of small this week, so this okay. is fine. Okay. How we got to this guest is Flightline. Everybody knows who Flightline is, is listening to this. Yes, we do. Um, you should be your favorite for the Breeders' Cup Classic. He's one of the best rated horses in the world. He's certainly one of the best, the best older horse in the United States. Um, two days after the Breeders' Cup Classic, he will be put through the sales ring, kind of. Kind of. Five percent of him. Two point five percent. Sorry, I might have talked over that. Two point five percent. Yeah. So okay. a fractional part um, will be put up for sale at the beginning of the Keeneland November breeding stock sale, which is November seventh. So the uh, two days after Breeders' Cup, um, the winning bidder will get all rights, benefits, obligations of a co-owner in accordance with the four-year-old syndicate agreement. And this is from Blood Horse. I'm reading verbatim okay and that That's person fair. entity will have access to mating seasons and a share of breeding revenue in accordance with the percentage of ownership now they still don't know if flight is going to actually race after the classic or he's going to go to stud or what but uh, so i would say I guess... there's i've never seen this before where you can no. buy in the best horse in the world yeah and and interesting because the first thing that someone asked me today is well how much is it going to sell for how much is gonna, yeah. yeah and i I, I honestly, I don't have any idea. I mean, how much is he worth? A hundred million? So is it? I, I mean, so he he's earned one point three nine million 
so far. Right, but I'm just talking the stallion. You right. Know, well, I guess we, really do we, not, we don't know until he wins or doesn't win the Breeders' Cup, right? right. Or if he, what if what happens if they're not going to retire? What if he wins and they're like, oh, hold on, we're going to go to uh, Pegasus Saudi in Dubai with him, Maybe. and then all of a sudden that's fifty million dollars on the table that he's eligible for right. before you even head to the breeding shed. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk to David and Gordo and find out a little bit more about okay. this uh, coming up. But let's do the rest of our three things of note. Okay, so the other three things of note are, uh, <laughs> first of all, like you had alluded to, pre-entries were taken yesterday. Yesterday? No, oh, today. Monday. Monday. They were oh, taken yes. Monday. Oh, yes. Sorry. They were released uh, today. For the Breeders' Cup. Then the committees met yesterday and made some terrible no, – I mean, and then they made decisions and they came out today <laughs> with the fields. Um, Obviously, so, you did not get into the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. Not even close. Yeah. That's a bummer. Well, considering I think that Speedboat Beach is going to be one of your favorites and we were only beaten by him a length, I just feel like we probably should have been a little higher up on the eight. It's really tough. We were in this situation last year and it turns out now I would be my advice to you is to stand by because there are now obviously it's tough because you have to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, if this was at home, it'd be a no-brainer. Right. right, there are a lot of, you know, there, there's always changes. Um, I can tell you that Nagarok, who's in that race, is probably more likely to run in the mile than the so well, there's yeah, one horse first preference to the mile yeah um you know it'll be interesting it will be interesting uh, the, these races are amazing um we could sit here for hours on end and discuss all of them and all the pre-entries but we're not going to do that um nope, we're not but what we are going to do listen to a handicapping show for that yeah um, can so i my, that is my first thing of note can my i say second- one thing though yeah, no, sure. Can I no. just tease our show next week with the Breeders' Cup? Because we're not going to yeah. do a handicapping show. We're not doing pretenders and contenders. We have an awesome draft. It is a Breeders' Cup draft. It will be myself, Michelle Yu, Jay Privman, and Gabby Gaudette. We will do 14 rounds, snake draft, a $2 fictional win place bet on whoever you take. And whoever hits the uh, most money at the end of the two days uh, will get money for their charity. Perfect. It's going to be so fun. I, it, I'm i already starting to like strategize. Yeah. Yeah. How, you have to, you're going to do a random draw to see our draft. Yes. Order, I right? will do it. We'll do a random draw and we will okay. do it on air. All right. Okay. Um, well, that's kind of, I feel like I wish we knew in advance because like, Oh, I think it's fun different. that we don't like, we just like, Hey, you got to go. You go when you go, you got to be ready. All right. Okay. 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 So, um, for three things. Of oh, note, wait, wait. That's Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And it's going to be live and on live YouTube. on YouTube. Are you going to be in costume? It's Halloween. I'm going as a um, horse owner. <laughs> so you're going to like pull out your pockets and have them be empty. Yeah, and then racing. You carry a, uh, you're going to carry a uh, condition book in your pocket? Racing manager. There you go. What are you going as for Halloween? I don't like Halloween. Oh, you're going to be here. Yeah. Oh, cool. You want to do it up? You should do it at my place. We could you just set you up in another room. We could maybe do that. Okay. All okay. right. Three things of note. Second note. Three things of note. Sorry. Second part. Sorry. Um, okay. So the other two things are just kind of like super flurious. But Santa Anita is partnering with an equine psychotherapy group. Hmm. Um, it's called Straight Reins Foundation or SRD, Straight Reins Foundation. Okay. And their goal is to use off-the-track thoroughbreds to show teens and adolescents, um, you know, how to, how to kind of persevere in life Hmm. using off-track thoroughbreds and they're going to run a pilot program from november to february 
I just thought it was really interesting because not only does this incorporate aftercare, but also really helps with, you know, our, our upcoming people and not only getting teens and adolescents interested in horses and possibly horse racing, but just showing like a whole different side of our industry as a whole. So two thoroughbreds were chosen for this. Papa's Lady, who's a nine-year-old mare, and then another mare named my Aunt Annie. And uh, they've already been retired from the track, and they're transitioned into new careers. Um, And so they're going to use those horses as, like, stepping stones Hmm. to help these kids that are not only just kind of trying to get through life, but they have past emotional traumas or maybe some challenges, like something that they can use a horse to help them through. Like it. Okay. Thank you for reporting that. Uh, The other thing is super cool, and it is the October 30th Piblico Racecourse Canter for a Cause. Mm. This is one of my favorite things that they do every year in Maryland, and 270 riders have signed up to participate. And what they do is you sign up, and the amount of money you pay gets you different speeds on the racetrack right? Yeah. So it's walk, trot, canter, or gallop. And it can be anybody from the general public. You can bring your pony, you can bring your Arabian, you can bring your draft horse. Hmm. Um, and it's a, a really cool, uh, you know, uh, fundraiser, excuse me, for canter. And I just think it's a super fun thing that you get to do because not a lot of people get to ride on the racetrack right that's really and cool and yeah. I, I think that I've you always wanted to do that exercise, right I I mean like I have ridden on racetracks but like to I could just even when you're part of it like sometimes you stand out there and you look and you're like look at this view look what I get to experience to be someone that has no access to that and to be like hey if you donate you know $25 you can come and you can walk on the course um, that they cool. you know, like that. run the Preakness on. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And there's another charity thing going on right now that I was, something on Twitter, um, Cure Cause, oh no, I can't believe it. I don't know what it is. Hold on. I don't know what it is either. Now, Tell me. Now I'm going to have to look because I was I was tagged by a good friend of mine. Hold on. I don't know. I don't even know when I'm not on my phone how to look at like my tags, like who tagged me. Cuz now uh, I've got to I got to say this thing. I got to I got to pitch this thing because it's all about aftercare. Hold on. Let's see. Okay. Here it is. It's waiting if it's for aftercare. I'll wait. Yeah, it's aftercare and you're going to wait cuz that's just how it is. Um <laughs> Let's see. Huh. I can't even find it. Well, let's see. I'm going to give it one more. Here we go. Nope. That's not it either. I don't know where they sent it. I don't know how to find these. I'm so bad at social media, uh, Michelle. I just called you Nicole almost. I have no idea why. Who is Nicole? I don't even know anybody named Nicole. <laughs> I, get, I get Jennifer often. But... All right. I'm going to figure this thing out before we close the show, and I'm going to give this thing a shout out. Okay? Okay. Okay. Um. Anything else before we get to David Ingordo? No, I think people are just chomping at the bit to know how they can buy Flightline. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. The Owner's Box is brought to you in part by the Adelphi Racing Club, which is a partnership in every sense of the word, not just a syndicate. And their members are treated like partners, not investors. If you're interested in joining a group of like-minded individuals with a truly interactive ownership experience, Adelphi might be the right fit for you. 
They take a fiscally responsible approach to horse ownership through a patient acquisition strategy, which offers partners a chance to compete at the highest levels in the game while doing so in a responsible manner and allowing for long-term participation in the sport. Adelphi also offers a variety of partnership options, including two-year-olds in training, yearlings, private purchases, as well as claiming options. They were recently very active at the Phasic Tipton Saratoga yearling sale for New York Reds with three exciting prospects that are currently available, an Arrowgate Colt out of the family of Audible and a beautiful tonalist filly out of a stakes play stand, both of those heading to Christophe Clement, as well as a hard-spun colt with a powerful walk heading to trainer Ray Handel. Join the club. All the ways to get in touch with Adelphi, go to the website, adelphiracing.com, or email Matt, matt at adelphiracing.com. Fixed odds betting powered by BetMakers is back and in effect at Monmouth Park, and the early returns are fantastic, with 70% of winners paying more on fixed odds than they are on the tote. Fixed odds wagering is now available throughout the state. This is an exciting new way to bet that really puts the power to get value in your hands. The odds you bet? Come on, Michelle. Are the odds odds you you get? get. (laughs) Love that. You'll be continuing to hear a lot more about fixed odds betting opportunities across the In The Money Media Network. All right, back here on the Owner's Box with a very special guest. He was on our show a long time ago. He was actually amazing. Talked all about the bloodstock um, industry and, and how his he developed and, and what he's done. And you should go back and listen to that. It's David and Gordo. We've already uh, uh, pitched you on the show. And we realized today that there's a big sale going on at Facing Tipton. And you were supposed to get a haircut, but it didn't happen. What happened? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, there was a horse coming up later today and i uh, i had my haircut you know all scheduled and as we were just kidding it's uh, horses before haircut so i'm <laughs> priorities here. Uh, but but yeah. you have so a if i look a little shaggy this week don't, don't but you have a big day can we get in next week before the breeders cup i mean it is a big couple of days for you i'm getting my haircut on thursday well, I gave Sheree, my wife, my spot the last time. So, you know, horses before haircuts, wife before haircut. I, you know, I like to be one of those guys who puts myself last. Billy, you know. You're so unselfish, <laughs> David. But selfishly I, I speaking, Michelle and I were just talking, and, and this is one of the reasons, this is actually the main reason, other than to wish you best of luck next weekend, but to talk about this, what is, I don't even know how to explain it. So Keeneland is offering, and through the ownership of Flightline, a 2.5% interest at the sale on Monday, November 7th, I believe. Can you tell us how this came to be? So um, Bill Farish is a trustee of Keeneland, which is, uh, I would say, one of the most honored positions you can have because um, Bill, along with with two other people, basically they're in charge of – in charge of Keeneland mm-hmm. and then you know they help hire all the the people from Shannon Arvin and, and that team and it, it's a it's a big deal you know and so Bill is a huge supporter of Keeneland obviously as was his father Mr. Farish um, was a trustee before him and so this was an idea that the advertising firm Cornette Advertising came up with and the way I understand it and they shared it with Keeneland and Bill and here we are today um I actually have one of those oculus things so I can go in the metaverse and check this out me no and way. my daughter Reagan <laughs> that's so cool so, so if 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 Billy or Michelle you see me walking down the street with those things on my eyes just 
don't think I'm crazy. Uh, I'm, well, well I'm just, just be careful. Well, but let me ask you a question, David. Did did so they then came to you as the ownership group, or you know, with um, whether it's Ronus or West Point or all the other owners, and and did everyone have to agree? Is everyone sell? Who's selling their two and a half percent? Or is yeah, that yeah, where's, the, where's the percentage coming from? Yeah. So no, so um, this is a very tightly held ownership group, and the horse, you know, is in, let me kind of give you a, a little more from ten thousand feet, dial it in. Sure. The the horse is in syndicate format, meaning he's divided into shares. So each each partner's equity is spelled out. A share is one fortieth of the horse. It's a forty share syndicate. So that's gotcha. how you get the two point five percent interest. And if you buy a share, you you own, you know, in this instance, you own two and a half percent of flight line. Right. Uh, his expenses, his earnings be it as a racehorse sire, uh, down the line, stud fees, you're in. So they approached, uh, you know, Cornette, Keeneland, approached Bill um, Farish, and he came to the group. And the only really people that were willing to sell a share was West Point, Terry Finley's part of the ownership group. And, you know, they were reluctant to do it too, but it's a – it's a great opportunity and it, it, it's kind of groundbreaking. I don't think there's been a horse, a real horse sold both, you know, at Keeneland online and through the metaverse. And this is something Keeneland is trying to be visionary about, take the next step forward and, um, you know, take horse sales, horse racing to another level. It's, it's very interesting. And you said it, um, groundbreaking. There's, there's no terms for it. And, but you're serious. You're going to have, the oculus like i i know you were kind of joking that you're walking down the street but there will be people who will be using this right yeah yeah billy come to my house we'll we'll open um we'll open some of that weller 12 let's do it you're invited to and we'll get the oculus out we'll we'll check it out i've never done that i actually out there i might come over later after dinner but let everybody know Billy, let everybody know we're neighbors. I want everybody to know that. We are oh, neighbors. Yeah, we are you, you live next to Billy? He, I feel bad. he lives down he the street. Has, he always has construction going on at his house. No, no. We well, are I, good. I moved down, when he moved in, I moved down the street, but we're still close <laughs> enough. That's, that's awesome. That's actually so, true. Now, okay. What, what are like the realistic expectations for what this horse might bring and what kind of person is buying in? So I'll answer your second question first because it okay. might be easier. Um, <clears throat> I see someone, you know, do I see a, a, a billionaire from Singapore sitting in his penthouse uh, looking at shot 10, buying a flight line share? It could happen, right? Mm-hmm. right. But I think it's going to be an industry person that knows this horse is probably one of the – I'd say probably one of probably the most exciting standing prospect <clears throat> that we've ever had go to stud at any farm, you know, other than like Frankel in recent times, that's the closest comparable I have. And there's no equity in Frankel, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Judmont farms owns him. So this horse is going to be the shot that, you know, somebody can get in and I don't see any other shares being available the best right. of my knowledge. Sure. Um, so you're going to have this, you know, one of 40 units available 
and industry people that want to get to the horse, I think, you know, they're the kind they're going to do because they see the value in it. Now, is there some outlier? You know, I'm sure there could be. There could be this huge racing fan that just says, I want to, I want to say I own part of flight line. And that man or woman steps up and bids their little heart away. And it, you know, so I think it's, if you ask me to bet my over under is an industry participant, someone that knows breeding, <clears throat> knows racing, knows this horse's significance, both on the track and it, what it'll be in the breeding shed. And, you know, John Sadler and I were, kidding but kidding on a square you know we think this horse is going to make history like he already has and then he'll rewrite the record books as a stallion too wow so it's the person that's going to do this probably shares that sentiment as well excuse my voice and um as to the cost you know i don't have a guess i don't want to even you know i don't think it'd be right for me to tell you what i think it could bring but i think it will (laughs) Bring as much as a stallion share probably can bring. What is the most that a stallion share has brought to date? <laughs> uh, Billy, tricky. You're not going to trick me. I haven't had the well of 12 yet tonight. <laughs> no, um, I mean, give us just a, a rough estimate. We won't hold questions. you to it. But... Ask me a question. What? <laughs> no, um, we know each other well, anybody that's listening, Billy and I. Um, I, I, don't, I honestly don't know. No, I'm not trying to be coy. Yeah, uh, no, I know. I don't know. All right, I'll, no, I'll ask a more fun question. You've you've <laughs> been to a million that. auctions. What will the bidding start at? I mean, I'm sure it's going to start at a million. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and go from there. But I've also seen horses that bring you know three, four, five, six million dollars, and the first bid's a hundred grand. Right. So it it doesn't, you know, doesn't that doesn't really mean anything. Right. You know? Right. Is, is this the, you've been around for so long. You, you bought Zenyatta, you bought Flightline. Is this the best horse you've ever seen run? Oh gosh. So the answer is, I think Zenyatta, these are apples and oranges. You can't compare the two, right? Very different. Zenyatta was a pretty amazing horse. And, you know, you know Twitter and all the online people love to have the Rachel's and Yada discussion or whatever. But Yada was an amazing horse, so, and what she accomplished, what she did for racing, I think there's things about her that make her pretty amazing. Yep. Um, you were probably you both were at Santa Anita, I'm sure, when she won the Classic. Hundred um, percent. I have, I have the chills right now. Yeah, yeah, that, and it, listen, Billy, uh, Michelle, you know me pretty decent. I've never, I don't think I've cried in a very, very long time. I, that day I was buckled, uh, I was standing next to Steve Willard, uh, who passed away, was in the yeah, exercise rider, and I was in tears. Yeah. It just, as a fan, I forgot during that period that I was involved with the horse or anything else. As a fan, she was. She did some amazing things, and you know I don't always think she gets the credit because of poly track or whatever. But she's a pretty damn amazing horse. Yeah, uh, no and question. Now, now Flightline is got this brilliance that I don't know that we've seen in a very long time. I try to think who would be like him. 
I never saw Dr. Fagger run. Mm-hmm. Um, but it reminds probably, me of that kind probably of probably modern times. I guess the closest, just if you start thinking about thoroughgraph sheet numbers and rags, and you start maybe Ghost Zapper would be the closest. But he wasn't as dominant as Flightline has been. No. You know, I, I know the numbers and stuff, and and I wasn't hands on with Ghost Zapper or anything. But I, I went back and watched his races. You know, brilliant horse, but I think Flightline is more brilliant than yeah. him if that's the right way to say it yeah i said more um, dominant i mean he's just been yeah. so incredibly dominant that it's it's incredible to even watch so i mean i i mean i think we've all been kind of lucky in a lot of ways i'm not dancing around this question can i get to my answer but you know in, in our time the three of us that we've been watching racing here you know we've had rachel alexander we've had zenyatta we've had two triple crown winners we've had yep. frankel that, that Baid, I was very fortunate to go see him over there. Um, pretty incredible horse. Not maybe maybe kind of flattened out that last race, but you know we've seen some really great horses, and I know I'm missing some in there. Um, in our times, that maybe rival the ones uh, that our you know our grandparents and parents got to see. Sure. But there's something very exciting about flight line that just even when he trains, you know, I've gone, I go in the morning and, you know, I watch him train here at Keeneland because I obviously haven't been able to do that in California as much as I would have liked to. And even how he trains is, is fun to watch. And so that he's going to go down as an all time great talent. And I think the last, you know, chapter of this is going to be what happens at the Breeders' Cup and what happens beyond that if, if he stays in training. Yeah, and that's that's actually my next question And with this <clears throat> sale. It has not been determined whether or not he's running next year. So the person that's who correct. buys this share is in limbo because we, we talk about a lot about experience, and there's a lot of people who love to, to, to run. Um, but they won't. They won't really have a say. They're just kind of along for the ride. Is there anything you can say leaning one way or the other? I, I think everybody. Um, that's not my my place to say that, and I can only tell you that the way I see it is everybody from from John to Mr. Parrish, you know, to, to the Heronises, to West Point, to Miss Lyon, to uh, Andy Manganero. Everybody just wants to watch the race. Um, on Breeders Cup Saturday, enjoy it, and then we're worried about everything after that. I don't think it's fair to all of them as owners and to the industry to take that. This is our big. This is a big thing for us as a business, and I think we should enjoy it. And I think that's what the owners want to do. And quite frankly, that's what I want to do as a fan. I, I want to see the race, and then the rest of the business we can figure out after that you know it's interesting you say that david and gordo joining us here on the owner's box we're talking about flight line how are you going to enjoy it on saturday will you be nervous will you be just excited will you just have so much what is that going to be like because this is this is like you said it is major and it's major for not just you and the owners the rest of the owners but but the whole industry it's like kind of the industry i think listen this is a terrible thing to say, but there are a lot of haters in the world, right? There, especially in horse racing, there's people just want to see yep. take you down. And I think in the instance of Flightline, I think people are actually rooting for him. So tell me a little bit about what you think the emotions are going to be like on Saturday, next Saturday afternoon at Keeneland. You know, again, so I'm blessed to have 
been around Zenyatta and on that ride and, you know, didn't know flight line would ever come along and, and have another opportunity to have that kind of experience again. And so when you're in the Zenyatta experience, there was a lot of nerves, but when the horse ran, I personally became a fan, you know, and you forget about the rest of the pressure sure. and you watch the race. And, you know, I've said that to, to John Sadler. I've said it to um, Costa. I've said it to Bill Farish and Terry Finley. You know, I'm, I can't give you guys much advice. <laughs> I'm going to tell you one thing. Do all the work, and then when the horse goes in the gate, be a fan. Yep. Enjoy it. Because, you know, for all of us, you know, Michelle, you know it from the training side with your husband. You know, Billy, all of us own horses and do this for a living. You know, the work product to enjoyment level is is very – the, the 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 scales are very off we do <laughs> all true. this work you know think of you know i'm, I'm just picking on zenyatta not picking our user example you know okay 19 20 races go time them all and then think of all the work john sheriff's put in with the horse yeah to get Incredible. that much in you know that much out of it and then obviously the memories and experience are where where it's at well same with flight line you know Think of all the work that goes in it, and then since he's so fast, it even makes the the work time you get to enjoy it slower <laughs> or shorter. Um, so you know, we all do this, and and it where I'm going is, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm for me the couple weeks the horse is going to be in Kentucky, I, I find it enjoyable. You know, I'm beating my alarm up at four. My daughter wanted to go out there. She got up at 4.45. I was dressed and ready to go at 4.45 That's awesome. yesterday. That's awesome. Go see the horse. Um, you know, she's excited because I'm trying to breed one of her Reagan somethings to him when it's over. You know, so, <laughs> I mean, we're, you know. It, so Reagan's flight line. Yeah. That's, well, that's what we're kidding. What will we call it? Right. But, um, you know, so I'm trying to enjoy it. And. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really lucky. Whatever happens on Saturday, it doesn't change my life or career or whatever. So I can personally go over there and enjoy it. And when the horse goes in the gate, you know, yeah, nerves, of course, because you want to win. We're all doing this because we're competitive. And yep. but when you're you got the number one ranked team, your players are all playing perfect. Your practices are going well. Every you know you got no injury reports, you, you gotta like you gotta like your spot. Yeah, you're confident. So, I mean, there's no question. Yeah, I know Michelle has one and question. We all know it's a horse race. Yeah, Michelle, I know you have a question. I want one more quick question. I think Flightline, and correct me if I'm wrong, David, is working Saturday morning at Keeneland, probably really early. How many people will be out That's there to watch that? Do you think from the city of Lexington and and around the country? Um, I can tell you that. So far, just to watch him gallop and jog, um, there have been people out there, you know, he goes right at 530 when track opens. Um, but Catherine Day Phillips, um, she, she and her husband are in from Canada at the horse sale. They've come out both morning as fans to watch the horse. That's amazing. And each morning it kind of kind of grows a little bit. Um, you know, tomorrow he's going to go to the gate, so he'll go out a little later. But I, I, to to answer your question succinctly, I bet you there's a pretty big crowd to see him breeze there, whatever time John takes him Saturday morning. Okay. All right, David. Unfortunately, we have lost Michelle Yu, but she has one question for you. She said, please ask David why Flightline has this white mark on his shoulder. 
And why did you laugh? I have so, no idea. What is this? <laughs> well, because so when when we bought him, he didn't have it, <laughs> and um, so I was like trying to figure it out, and then somebody told me, "Oh, you know, his, his dam must have bit him." And and so anyway, when when he cut his hindquarters, um, you know, he had to have a an antibiotic thing in his neck and it's just the white hairs from where we had to give him the medication because oh. he had a very deep puncture wound and um and that's what happened so it, it wasn't anything you know crazy i wish it was like Allah's thumbprint or something like that but it was uh, <laughs> i like that Allah's it, yes Allah's yeah. thumbprint you can yeah. also reagan's Allah's uh thumbprint line flight <laughs> right flight line yeah hey bud you know I'm rooting for you. Yeah. Best of luck to everybody on Saturday. Thanks so much for taking the time today. Uh, I should say next yep. Saturday. I'm sure I will see you this weekend. We run um, Mercy Warren on Saturday. Mercy oh Warren. Uh, oh, she's back. Oh, Michelle just came oh, back. Michelle's back. You ha- I already had the explanation for the white mark, so you can't ask about that. But if you'd like to say goodbye to David, you can, because I just basically said goodbye. But what was the scar from on his butt? Oh, well, the scar on his butt, I can, that's another question I can answer. Um, so oddly enough, the Mayberries break a majority of the horses I buy. And um, mm-hmm. we've had a long, long-standing relationship. Mrs. Mayberry uh, was very close with my, my father, Jerry and Gorda, her and her husband, Brian. And then I, the rest of Mayberries were all like family. So when I got going back in my early 20s, the Mayberry started break horses for me. So we have a sort of annual, you need to get down here and see X horse, Y horse, whatever it is, because they're training really good. Um, you haven't scro- screwed up too bad on your yielding crop. <laughs> so, um, you know, Z- Zenyatta is famously one of those. Um, just a couple of years ago in the round pen, they send me a video of honor AP and say, this might be one of the best, you know, MFers we've had. And um, who's one of my all-time favorite horses. I love that horse on his ability and, and looks and everything. So the next year, April calls me and says, you got to get down here. I said, oh, well, what, what's happened now? She says, no, this, this crop of two-year-olds is really showing some promise. So come down here. You know, we're getting ready to do the first little bit of serious work. You know, meaning go a, an eighth, you know, sure. a little faster than two-minute clip. And um, we got some nice ones. It's okay. So I, I go down to Ocala, and the first set to go is a big candy ride colt who will later be known as Rock Your World. Yeah. That's pretty so good. He goes, yeah. and, I, and I said, man, so we uh, – well, you know the facility because we share a track. Uh, Billy, we yes. share a track with Crocklin. Yep. So we have a trainer stand up there. So I walk back with the sets. They bring the horses up. I look at them. I walk back, uh, watch them get their bath. Then the next set I'll, I'll walk up with and watch them go. So the Rock Your World set goes back, and I'm looking out on the wash rack, and I hear just a you know bang, oh, a, a loud crash. So I, I walk down to the end of the barn, and I look, and the colt that's coming out, there's, there's cap stalls on the end. So there's like four stalls on the end of each side. And out of the end stall – is this big, good-looking horse that I've given a million dollars for with his butt <laughs> wide open oh, like no. a, a blooming onion, oh. <laughs> you know, from Outback with crimson oh. 
you know, blood coming out, and not, not to be too graphic. No. And I had a few choice words as I turned around and said, "April." I pointed in that direction, <laughs> said, you know, and I, I went off and I sulked for a little while. So what had happened? We, we figured is this horse very calm. You know, he's high energy, but when we were breaking him, model student, you know, no problem, did everything right. And so the, the rider, who's a fantastic rider, he's gotten on all our good horses over the years, worked for April, you know, back when she was a Baffert assistant, when Jesus was a Boy Scout. Um, <laughs> he, you know, the horse, he's getting ready to get on. The horse, like a wind gust came, something just spooked him. And he went straight back and hit the latch on the stall oh, door. Yeah. You know, we have sliding. Oh. And, oh. and it was just a perfect storm of, you know, just like, okay, yeah, he had to hit it just right and everything. And <clears throat> so it was a very deep puncture wound. And so we had to you know, take him to the clinic, put a drain in it, sew it back up. And it took, you know, to heal muscle from the inside out. You know, we were, we were 90 days just, you know, hand walking <clears throat> little by little, keeping that thing clean. Um, the Mayberry did a phenomenal job getting it all taken care of and, no infection and everything else. Yeah. And, um, that can be scary. You know, then we, Oh, it was, let me tell you, it was not, uh, one of my favorite moments. Yeah. Now, you know, if, if everything goes good Saturday, uh, Breeders cup, you know, this will be part of the charm of the story. But, Absolutely. Uh, I'm glad time, you told it here. I'm glad <laughs> Michelle, I'm glad Michelle's phone started working again. I know. Well, and I, yeah. I, do you know where his name came from? I swear no one's been able to answer that. Well, Jane Lyon would be able to tell you that, and when I'll see her, I'll try to ask her now because I want to know. But she she does the best names. Um, she gives her horses phenomenal names. Um, and, you know, so a lot of times, you know, Billy, you get a lot of sales. Yep. These guys that name their horses always joke. They really don't want to sell them because why give them a name? Yeah, that's, I never understood that. Horse? That's <laughs> now, part but, of the fun. She does it. But she's so thoughtful about it because um, she and I had a big talk about this when I went out looking at yearlings uh, before the September sale. She likes to name them. She's very thoughtful about it. And, you know, if someone doesn't want the name, she always asks if they release it back to her and she'll use it on somebody else. But I, I don't know how the origin of the name was, but he's had it, you know, since I, I don't know if the first time I saw him in January, it was yearling year he was named yet, but. You know, I know when I flew up with him to Saratoga, it was on his, you know, he had the name on his halter. On his halter. Yeah. That's now, yeah. At least he got a great name. I mean, he could have gotten a terrible name, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> tap yeah. it to feathers or something. What is yeah, that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that would have been I, bad. I think if it great was, horses have great it names. Been like yes. A, great horses I, have I, great I names. I have a joke. Well, you, you, you're like me, Billy. I, I always tell people, please don't give this horse a $10,000 claimer name. Yep. You know, give it. Let's give it a name that we we want to see it. And I have, a, I have a, another joke with the people at Dixieana. I bought a filly, and they called her Lego My Echo. And I said <laughs> the ladies in the office named her, and they thought it was so cute, and they were so proud of themselves. I was like, this is one of my favorite horses. To this day, I think she's one of the most talented horses I ever bought. And they say, why? I said, because she overcame that name. Yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. And, uh, and she's gone on to be uh, the Dama Echo Zulu and others. But, uh, you know, I, I I like good names, too, and I think it gives them 
maybe it's just us projecting it, but it gives them a bit of an identity. I said that to Jeff Mullins this week. He has packs a wallop. I said, I love your horse. The only thing stopping him from being a champion is he has a terrible name. Oh, that happens. <laughs> Listen, he didn't name that horse. Here's uh, David. We've kept you so long. Give us a little, is there any, anybody else on Breeders' Cup uh, at Breeders' Cup that you have participated in or you're a part of? Edgeway? Um, yep. We've got Edgeway. We'll have um, in the marathon race. I may get my wife may divorce me after this, but I bought um, Haywood's Beach for her, and then John needed one more horse, so I said, "Here, you can take that one." Oh no! Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, Beyond Brilliant is running for Lee and Susan Searing and my my parents. Um, well, I think the sneaky got a sneaky good shot in the mile. Yeah, he's a beast. Pre entries. Yep. Um, I think he'll like this track, and he's he's just right closing in on being a real top horse. And um, I've got a filly we own in one of our partnerships on an undercard race that's a maiden that I think will be tough next year. And I, if anybody's in the BC, BC listening, don't kill my odds, but we've got a, a filly on the other undercard named Vava that I like quite a bit. Okay. And, um, well, I'm in the BC, BC, so... Writing that down right I'm, now. Yeah, I literally, I, <laughs> yeah. I've never focused so much on someone's talking. Than it. it was like, remember those EF Hutton commercials? That's what it was just yeah. now for me. I was like, whoa, write this down. Um, I'm trying to think there was a couple other things in there that, I, that I'm tied to and I'm just having a... That's all right. got a Give horse me... in the, the juvenile turf that, that West Point in um, Woodford, which is the Lane Zen partnership own, his name is uh, Battle of Normandy, that I think could be a, you know, a little bit of a long shot, but he's live because he hated the turf in his last race, so... If he bounces back to his prior form, he could he could pose a little upset in the odds pools. All right, give me one right. give me one hot take, like a favorite that could get beat. Um, the fact that the Keeneland Turf Course, you know, it hasn't had a lot of rain. Knock on wood, it might be a little harder than than normal Keeneland. What's a what's one hot take? Hot Breeders Cup, David and Gordo take. I am going to say that Nest can get beat. Whoa. Well, yeah, Malathat yep. can beat her. Yeah, but she's not. That's and a good take. I like that take. I I watched the work. What do I know? But I I thought I thought Malathat looked really good training up here. How crazy um, is it to know, watch them side by side? And Malathat is, is like twice the size of Nest, right? Yep. Yep. Unbelievable. The physical is different, but I I don't know. I just I think that that's a very competitive race and if oh, yeah. they make nest you know just two to five or something there you know who knows but i'm gonna bet against her and if she wins i'm not gonna be like totally surprised but i just it's just the one on paper that jumped out at me when i was reading uh there's a you know there's the pre-entry sheets came out today yeah they did i was I, looking I, through there and i said that oh it's a good race yeah, absolutely no yep. there's i mean that's a really it, it's a i have a very special guest that just came in I'm going to just have him speak into the microphone really quick and just say hello to you, David and Gordo, and wish you good luck with a, with a, with a particular horse on, on Saturday afternoon. Go ahead. Go ahead, mystery guest. Hey, David. How are you? This is the mystery guest hey, who's uh, going, going to be calling that horse for you. <laughs> oh, good. You're, you sound just as good on Billy's show as you do live. And it's not Kurt Becker. It's not Kurt Becker. <laughs> 
It is let the official hear, let's voice. Hear the, let's hear the final 16. Have you, wait, uh, I'm going to ask Larry. Now, he doesn't have headset, unfortunately, but I'm going to ask him. Have you thought about your call? I have Engordo on. I have Michelle Yu on. Have you thought about the, the, the flight line call? You can, do, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Billy, Billy yeah. can I do an interview? Can I impromptu interview? Can I do a question? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who do you want to talk to? Uh, all right, this is. This is good. No, I want to talk to Larry. Oh, hold on one so, second. Hold on, hold on, because he can't hear you. Hold on. Put him back on. Put okay. the headphones on. David Ingordo wants to ask you a question. What's up, David? L- Larry, so now I'm I'm taking Billy's job over. So what, Bill, what Billy, don't charge for this time. I'm doing this. <laughs> um, so I've, I've always wanted to ask this. When you're calling a big race like this, do you, I don't want to say can some lines, that you think about, or is it just totally ad-libbed out there? How, what, what's your preparation? You know, what, what, what do you do? Well, to be honest with you, I, I, if I would say I was just ad, ad-libbing it and doing it off the cuff, it wouldn't be true. Because uh, yeah. I think when you, when you have big races like that, and, and it goes back to my, my good friend Tom Hammond. We had this conversation uh, before American Pharaoh won the uh, Triple Crown, and a couple of people were saying to me, you know, just, you know, just say what you think is best uh, and kind of wing it. And I didn't think that was the right way to go. And Tom and I talked about it. And I remember he said, Larry, if you're going to call a moment of history, you better have the right thing to say. And I uh, and I completely agreed with him. And, and that's why I think, you know, when when you have something that is, uh, you know, such a big deal, uh, like a triple crown or or like a horse like flight line about to do what he uh could possibly do you want to have the right thing to say so uh in in circumstances like that uh it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh you know to just wing it you i think you you need to have a a feel for for what you want to say if if the circumstance is right and it, more times than not you don't get to say what you want to say but uh, hopefully you know flight line will uh make it uh a positive thing for uh, for all of us. Can I ask one more question, just because I'm I'm that guy? Sure. What the best race you've ever called? Because I'm going to go back and listen to it tonight. <laughs> so, <laughs> if, if you're, the race you called, you you say this was my this was my piece uh, de resistance. Which one was it? Well, I I think any time you know it, it, it it's not the race call itself, but it's just the moment of when. Uh, when American Pharaoh won the Belmont and won the Triple Crown, and then when he won the Breeders' Cup Classic and and went out, you know, as uh, at the end of his career that way, I think those two stand out for me. Those two particular races, and um, so uh, it's 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 less about the call and, and more about the event. So that that's interesting. Cool. All right. Well. I'll let Billy get the, back to his job. And, Michelle, thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Well, we'll put Billy back on. <laughs> no, I was going to have yeah. you just send – I'm just going to thank David. David, my man, thank you yep. so much. We, we went way over your time. Yep. I hope you get your horse that you've been on. And uh, obviously, we are all rooting for you guys on uh, next Saturday. How about she was like, oh, I forgot I had to bid. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it, my man. Thank you very much for coming on. We'll be right back. Thank you, Larry, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you.
The Owner's Box is a proud partner with the Keeneland Sales, located at the World's Marketplace. The Keeneland November Breeding Stock Sale begins Monday, November 7th, directly following the Breeders' Cup at Keeneland. The catalog is now online, and they will be offering a 2.5% share of Flightline. Visit november.keeneland.com to learn more. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Billy. You know what one of my favorite meets is of the year? Meets? That's funny. <laughs> I know what it is, Billy. What is it? It's your favorite meet. Which it's is it? Delmar. But which one? Delmar Fall. Yes. That's the best Delmar. It's so quiet. The Delmar Fall meet is fast approaching with 13 race days featuring 15 stakes from Friday, November 11th to Sunday, December 4th. Back this year is the Ship and Win program, which features a guaranteed $3,000 check for any qualified starter who last ran out of state in their first Ship and Win start, including stakes races. Hello! The purse bonuses will also extend to a horse, which makes its initial Ship and Win start at the Santa Anita Autumn Meet. Additionally, Michelle, get this, a 30% bonus will be applied to qualified horses' purse earnings for every start during the fall meet. Can't, Can't get better at that. Uh... Del Mar, fall meet, ship and win, be there. All right, all right, back. Um, wow, that's all I gotta say. Okay. <laughs> I I just want to know. Yeah. What What would you spend on that percentage? You yourself, like in real life. Like, but I don't. Ha- I don't think I have enough. What do you mean? No. No. No, so you no. Don't ch- think that you could get together a bunch of them like, okay, we're all going to put in X amount and we're going to try for like, like a do a little partnership for the two and a half inch percent interest. I mean, yeah. I guess I could. I, I don't know. It's one of those things I'd have to actually think about and really kind of sit down and 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 do the math. And mm-hmm. you know, obviously, our partnerships. We say this all the time. It is for the experience, and this would be an experience like no other, especially if he runs. And I think that's really kind of the intri- intriguing part about the experience. Because if he's just going to the breeding shed, you know, you're doing this as an investment, right? It's not like you're going to go watch him with all the mares or have his baby. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a totally different investment than, hey, guys, we're going to run next year. And we're going to go all around the world and travel. I know what Bill Strauss did with Hot Rod Charlie. And he had, you know, the time of his life. Right. And, and- I mean, if, if we say he's worth just $200 million, then like your two point five percent is worth five million, right? Right. Just to give like round numbers. Right. I right. Yeah. I mean that's simple math. Okay. I just don't. I I just don't know. I think this is. It's How great. It's willing to pay for an experience. Yeah. Exactly. It's the experience. Okay. It's to say that hey, I own a piece of flight line. You know, this is what I paid. Big deal. You know, I think it's more of a. I hate to say this, but it's it's a showy investment, right? It's it's. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's very cool, though. I, I think it's cool, and I, I wish all of the owners uh, of Flightline and whoever buys it uh, best of luck. And you think he's a lock in the Breeders' Cup Classic? He faces a field of nine. Um, let me let me change that. If somebody is going to beat Flightline, it's going to be. If someone is going to be, it's gonna. You'll think I'm completely bonkers when no, I say I'm this. No, I'm not. Right I will never think you're bonkers. I mean, I already do. But if someone is going to beat Flightline, it's going to be Hot Rod Charlie. Love it. I mean, Bill Strauss is going crazy right now. Only because he has like so much tenacity that like 
he would be the one horse that like for some reason like flight line fell in his face and he ended up 10 behind and couldn't make up ground or something right. and like it's a, a head bob to the wire and hot rod charlie like throws down right right that would there's be, like what i like how i could see that happening yeah I, you know what that's interesting we should it's an interesting scenario um if flight line just breaks terrible you know and stumbles but he did that in new york and still recovered and won easily um if he gets into a speed duel with life is good or somebody else, you know, that's, I am, you try to find ways. I just don't, you know, me really well. I didn't, I bet against flight line at the Pacific classic and he won by 700 lengths. Um, I'm always looking for a value play and I probably will have some other horses in there on breeders cup Saturday, but I just, I have a hard time thinking this horse is going to get beat. I really do. And I hate I saying I hate saying it, but anyway, all right, uh, Michelle, what's going on at Santa Anita this weekend? Okay, so coming up at Santa Anita this Friday, we obviously have live racing. It's free admission as well as general parking. We have Show Viver and the Golden Hour Pick Four and the Golden Hour Double. We're also giving away free polo shirts, Santa Anita polo shirts. Ooh, nice. If you're a thoroughbred member. On Saturday, we will have live racing and we have a plethora of stakes. We have the Grade Two Twilight Derby. We've got the Goldacova Stakes, which going global is going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Autumn Miss, a Grade Three, the Senator Ken Maddie down the hill. The Golden State Juvenile for two-year-olds and the Golden State Juvenile Phillies for two-year-old Phillies, both those calibred. And then the Lure Stakes. In the infield, we also have the Pumpkin Patch and Fall Fun Fest, as well as a Spooky Treat Hunt. Mm. And here is the big... Oh, drum roll. Drum roll, please. (laughs) On Saturday. Oh, this is the... I know what you're going to say. Yes. Okay, go. If a player hits the single ticket pick six jackpot the payout is guaranteed at a million dollars one so wait can you say it differently can you say one one million dollars so even if the pool is just say a hundred and fifty thousand and you hit it guaranteed million dollars not even a hot pocket So uh, that's that cool. is going on Saturday. That's very and cool. And then on Sunday, all the same stuff going on in the infield and as well as Pick'em. And, of course, you can play Pick'em online at right. santanita.com forward slash contest. Thanks, everybody, for listening again once uh, uh, to our show on the In The Money Media Network. We are uh, brought to you by Betmakers, Adelphi, Keeneland, Delmar, San Anita. Uh, who am I missing? Gainesway. Taylor made. Oh, how can I forget them? Unbelievable group of um, sponsors make the show possible. And of course, all of you listeners, you can reach out. We are at owners box at the owners box.com. Where no. are we? Own a horse. At, at own a horse.com. Uh, no, not.com. At own a horse on Twitter. At BKLRF. At the Wait, This you. is your first time. Seriously, I have, I literally, if you saw my desk right now, there's just like Breeders' Cup forms and pre entries everywhere. And it's, I'm just a disaster. Um, but uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks to David and Gordo for coming on today, too. Say your bye again because everybody likes that. Bye. Oh, wait, don't forget, Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, the draft, the Breeders' Cup draft. Be there.